Welcome to Fitchix Chat. Today's episode is brought to you by Keto Breathalyzer. We spend so much time guessing what to eat for best results, when to eat, and are overwhelmed by reading and hearing so much conflicting information, it's exhausting. Here's the thing though, not everybody's the same. So while eating at certain times might prove to be effective for your BFF, those times might not work for you and vice versa. If you're ready to finally take the guesswork out of it and have your body actually tell you when you're in a state of ketosis, then listen up. Today's episode is sponsored by Keto, the most scientifically proven and designed tool to help you discover when you're in a state of ketosis. This tool is amazing if you follow the keto diet as it will help you understand your own body so much more clearly. Not on the keto train yet? Remember, keto is not just for weight loss. It also helps with inflammation, preventing long-term diseases, and so much more. Please visit www.getketo.com forward slash fitchix, www.getketo.com forward slash fitchix, and use promo code fitchix to save 20% off your very own keto breathalyzer kit today. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. So welcome everyone to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, Laura Jackson is not joining me because instead I have my very special friend, Kathleen Trotter, joining me. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I, I love chatting with you. I always feel like we're like sisters in fitness and health. So this yeah. is going to be super fun. <laughs> and listen, I think in this time of crazy, we all need a little bit of fun and joy. So seeing your face on Zoom and your smile, and it's just like making me happy, which I think is good. <laughs> yeah. So just for anyone listening, because they may not be listening right now, but they might be listening a year later or whenever. Right now in this state, we are in a self-quarantine state. We're in the middle of a pandemic and we're really just kind of trying to navigate everything and we were just talking offline before we got into this and just saying how like, you know, this is the time where we all need to be giving yourself a little bit of grace and uh, a little bit of acceptance towards ourselves and others. So yeah, exactly. My mantra is just Kathleen, you can only do the best you can. You give yourself grace. You give everybody else grace. We are all doing the best we can um, and we can't do better than our best. And we're only human, right? Like I think it's really easy to want to be perfect at everything. And listen, perfect is never a good goal because perfect doesn't exist, but it's really, <laughs> really, really, really doesn't exist in a pandemic. And so many people, my clients are like, oh my God, Kathleen, I want to be the perfect mom and I want to be the perfect wife and I want to like work out perfectly and I have to be perfect at my job. I'm like, stop, stop with the perfect. You're like, you're going to kill yourself. (laughs) And like, you're no good to anybody if you like have a, you know, depressive episode or like stay in bed for two months, you know, or get burned out. Like this is not the time to to try to be perfect. No, not at all. I know. I know. I'm really just trying to be like, I got three things I got to do every day. It's like, I got to work, yeah. I got to be a mom and I got to like move my body. Those are like my things. Oh. So I'm just like, as long as yeah, I do those, those things, I feel still... pretty cool. Okay. But listen, I actually still think that those three things, like that's still a lot to have to do in a day. Listen, this is what I say to myself, Kathleen, it's an A plus day. If you put your pants on and you don't punch <laughs> anybody. So I have made the bar quite low. And then that also makes me laugh, which I think laughter is very important. But I think the thing about the pandemic is that it's kind of amplified this internal debate that we all have anyway, which is finding the balance between 
having compassion with yourself and having that grace, but also knowing that we could only like we have to control what we can control because we will feel better if we do that, right? Like there's so much in life always that is out of our control, but particularly in a pandemic. Um, And the, but the problem is, is it's easy to go too far one way. It's easy to just sort of be like, well, screw it. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to like eat as much as I want and drink as much as I want. But your future self won't be happier or more proud of yourself if you do that. And you won't be able to navigate the pandemic any better if you do that. In fact, you're going to navigate it better if you create some semblance of normalcy. And if you do things like working out um, that cause you some joy and give you a sense of control, because that Mm -hmm. sense of control is going to allow you to be like, okay, I can do this. And then you you make better choices as a mom and as a businesswoman um, or as a dad or as a kid or like whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, So, but that, that internal debate that's always in existence right like no matter if you're in a pandemic or not you're always trying to figure out like okay am i self-sabotaging am i not am i being too hard on myself am i not how do i learn in an atmosphere of growth how do i get enough sleep like it's there's always this push pull of a million different things um and finding and navigating you know that that existence is always challenging and it's just particularly challenging right now totally now i mean that kind of leads into my first question which was really like has your daily routine changed at all because i know you're saying like you've got a new mantra of put your pants on and <laughs> but but it's like because i know that before you you had like a very regimented sort of routine in terms mm. of like how you like to at least approach your day Right. Yeah. Would you say that that has shifted at at all during this quarantine? See, you know, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about Zoom. So basically, I'm doing a lot of Zooming with my clients. Um, I'm very, very, very grateful that my clients are amazing, and I get to see them all. I just get to see them virtually. So that is huge gratitude for that. But I'm just thinking they mostly see my shirt. So maybe I should change my mantra that just put your shirt on and don't touch anybody because having pants is not going to be that helpful. Um, (laughs) You can be pantsless right now and exactly. I would not even know. You wouldn't know, exactly. <laughs> okay, so note to self, I will change that. Um, shirt on, no punching. Um, so what is my day change? So a lot of Zooming. I still have client days versus media days. So sort of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I see my clients. I just see them virtually and they make me laugh and smile and you know I feel very grateful for that. And then Wednesdays is, is more of my media day. Uh, I'm not traveling as much for media, obviously. So I'm doing more podcasts, which I love. I'm doing writing. Um, yeah. And then Sunday is more of my like family day, home day, you know, as you know, trickier because I can't see as much of my family. But again, FaceTime, virtual. I'm I'm actually doing this lovely thing every Sunday. My best friend, Emily, who I've been friends with since um, grade 10, uh, we meet on FaceTime at 3.30 and we have a FaceTime chat. And then we both uh, attend this online Pilates class at four o'clock at this place we both love, Body Harmonics, and they're offering yeah. online classes. Um, but And what I love about that is one, I love seeing her. I think community connection is really important. So the class makes me feel connected to body harmonics. It makes the talk makes me feel connected to her. But I also just really think that having um, routine is really important during this crazy time. And it gives Mm -hmm. me something to look forward to. So I still really believe, as I always have, that you figure out what's important to you. You figure out your big rocks and you pick, put those in your week and then everything else sort of flows around them. And the big rocks are anything from the social connection that you need to your work life that you need or time with your daughter or or time with your husband or time with your wife or whatever those things are. Um, And then the rest flows because without that intention, it's so 
so easy to get caught up in life and you're just reacting to everything and you're just here, there, emails, you know, and yeah. then you just sort of fritter away time. And, you know, that's always the case, but it really is the case right now because I think we're all living with a very, um, a baseline level of anxiety and fear and, and sort of grief for the world that we've lost and the reality, the normal that we no longer have. And mm-hmm. so just having a schedule and having things that we know are going to occur and, and, again, that creating that semblance of normalcy, I think is really important and finding ways to connect um, in, in virtually, you know, is, is great. Or um, finding ways to make yourself feel needed to other people, or maybe that's not the right way to put it, uh, not needed, but make yourself feel outside of yourself. Like, so what I'm doing for my mom is she hates the online shopping because she can never get what she wants and it's frustrating and she hates technology. So every Sunday I'm going to Loblaws um, and with her list and doing a big grocery shop for her. And then she drives her car up and opens her trunk. She doesn't have to see me. She doesn't have to see people at Loblaws. I put the food in the trunk and she drives away. So it's kind of like what everybody else is doing with Loblaws. It's just that I'm the Loblaws because she <laughs> doesn't like good, like getting, you know, putting in her request to Loblaws and getting only half of what she wants. So anyway, I feel really good when I do that um, because I get out of myself and I'm in service to somebody that I love. Mm-hmm. So, and that really calms me down. So that's one of the things I'm doing every week or I'm trying to do every week is just be of service to some of the people that I love. And I'm sure that that's the same with your clients as well. I mean, being able to still provide those services and be able to like bring it over to a Zoom, even though it's virtual, being able to have that connection and constantly being able to know that you're still making that impact is probably a massive a massive change. And it probably is really helping. I mean, not probably, I know it's really helping them too to still have that kind of normalcy and that space to feel like safe and, you know, familiar really totally it's familiar it's a it's a date that they have for themselves i think in this time it's really easy to be doing everything for everybody else um but what's interesting i was talking about this with a couple of clients yesterday it's sort of interesting in this time there's this division that it, nothing is sort of balanced right now so you have half the world that is so crazy busy they're trying to work full-time be a parent full-time be a teacher full-time now like so they have like yeah you're like me that's me <laughs> so there like, I am. <laughs> you're juggling these like five hats so for them it's really important to have the date with me because it gives them time for them and mm-hmm. it gives them time to sort of step away from the crazy but they're like so busy that they need to clone themselves and be five people mm-hmm. and then that's me before have even exactly so now that's you just, have to clone yourself and be like <laughs> 10 people, yeah. right? so you have those people where their lives have been amped up to a crazy degree. And then you have the other people, sort of the more retired people or the people that are um, worried more about their health. Or, right? mm-hmm. and, yeah. And they are very, they feel very, very kind of bored and they feel very unhelpful because they have all these grandkids that they want to be helping, but they can't. And they're trying to help them over technology, but that can be really frustrating for them. And so it's this interesting thing. There's less in everything in our lives right now there's less of that middle ground right so Mm -hmm. you you have I talked to half of my clients who are just like oh my god Kathleen like it's Groundhog Day I feel like I want to kill myself like I'm so bored and I'm not able to concentrate on reading like and I'll say like oh why don't you read a book and they're like well I just can't concentrate so they they can't find ways it's having a hard time for them they have no stimulation at this point yeah exactly their brain it's very hard for them to focus and and then you have the other half that are just like oh my god I can't focus because I literally feel like I have to be 17 people so I don't know. It's like we, it's where none of us have that balance and, and that's hard. That's really, really hard. Um, so we're all just trying to find a way to navigate it. And so those people that need things to do are trying to find ways that they can help their family virtually and, and create new normals and create new routines like seeing me virtually. And then the other people are trying to find ways to just, you know, survive and, and not, not, um, 
not sort of feel suffocated by everything. So yeah, totally. And not feel just completely overwhelmed with the yeah, state it's that hard. they're in. Yeah. Yeah. But for everybody, no matter what way you're on, you just have to find that compassion for yourself and you have to find that way and what works for you, right? Like it's going to be different for everybody, but it's a, it's like everything in life. It is, you you have to sort of struggle well, right? Like it's not like, Oh, there's this obstacle, you know, I'm just going to stop working. It's like, no, there's an obstacle. Like, how am I going to find solutions? What am I going to do? Let me try this. If it works, great. I do it again. If it doesn't work, then I try something else. You know, that I call yeah. it being compassion, compassionately curious with the, with yourself and the world. So, you know, you try an online Zumba class and if you hate it, then you next time you do online Pilates, but you don't sort of say like, oh, well, that Zumba class was crap. Like, I'm just never going to work out again. Yeah. And again, that's <laughs> true. That's true before the pandemic, but that's really true now. You just have yeah. to be really curious with yourself and sort of figure out systems and solutions that that work and I think also not only being curious but also just being really open-minded because I think that some people feel like especially right now being in this state they're thinking well you know online learning isn't for me or online this or I'm you know what I'm not I won't feel the same connection that I had when I was in person but you just you have to really allow yourself to have like an open mind going into it and embrace the change it's going to be different but it doesn't totally, necessarily absolutely. mean that it has to be a negative difference. It just means that it's different. Yeah, or I would even frame it slightly differently. I would say there are going to be negatives and there are going to be positives. They'll just be d- different negatives and positives. Like there's with yeah. anything you do in life, there's always negatives and there's always positives. Sure. And I think that people, like a lot of my clients said to me, you know what, I don't think this will work, but let me try it once. And then at the end of the once, they're like, oh, that was better than I thought. Yeah. But it's not, <laughs> it's, but like it's different, right? It's not mm-hmm. the same as going to somebody in person. It has different pros and different cons. Like I'll give you one of the pros. Zoom, which I use, um, allows you to record things. So if somebody's like, oh, I really like that exercise. I want to do that at home. I just do a little recording and then I send it off to them. Yeah. Or if they say I want a 20-minute workout, I'll be like, let's just record this for a full 20 minutes. Some people, we record the entire session. I send them the session and then they just repeat that session two more times throughout the week. Yeah. So that's a pro that we didn't utilize in studio. Now, I guess I could have taken my cell phone out and like recorded the whole thing, but we didn't and we probably wouldn't. (laughs) Or here's another pro. I have clients. So one of my clients, she's in Toronto in, she's in Rosedale. Her daughter, one of her daughters is in the West end of Toronto and her other daughter's in Chicago. So you know what we do? We do a zoom session with all four of us. She gets to see her two daughters, one of them who has a little, her grandchild. So she gets to see her granddaughter and her two daughters and me. We all get a workout and it's super fun. Did we ever do that when she came into the studio? No, it was just her and me, me, right? So there are different pros and there are different cons to everything. Would you know, is my online Pilates class, quote unquote, as interesting as my in-person, like when I go to the studio? No, because they're not using props. And like, so that's a negative, but is it more convenient? Absolutely. I don't have to walk to the Pilates studio. So different pros and cons, but you have to be open and curious because you're never going to figure out the new pros if you don't try it. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, listen, no matter what, it's better than doing nothing. Like even if the online workout, you don't love any of the pros and you're just like, you know what, this is not for me. Who cares if it's not for you? One of the biggest things with fitness is you do not have to feel like working out to do it. 
people who are professional about their fitness show up no matter what. Like you don't True. say to yourself in the morning, like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I'm not going to go to work. You say, oh, I don't really want to go to work, but I'm going to go anyway. Right. And for some reason, people <laughs> think that with fitness, they have to want to do it, to do it. It's like, no, you can have the emotion of not wanting to do it. And you can say to yourself, blah, 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 go work out. Like you will feel better when you're finished. So it doesn't matter. So you might not love your online workout as much as you do your in-person workout at the gym. Who cares? You got to do it because your future self, you will be so frustrated with yourself. If you finish this lockdown, right? Um, and you haven't worked out for three months and you've gained 30 pounds, you will be really angry at yourself. But yeah. if you consistently do something online, even something that you don't particularly love, you will feel good about yourself, right? And yeah. then you'll get out of lockdown and you'll go back to your other Pilates class. It's not an option right now. Like, the, the exactly. word, right? So who cares? It's just stop thinking with, about it. Go in the flow. <laughs> yeah. Stop comparing it. Like, stop comparing it to your, what you can do now to something you're not allowed to do. Like, you can't do it. So stop it. It's not useful. <laughs> stop it. I like that. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I think maybe or, I'll title this podcast, Just Stop It. <laughs> just stop it, yeah. Or get use it as something you're getting excited for. Like, I don't know how much you know about me, but like, I'm obsessive about Christmas. So I get excited about Christmas. Like when Christmas in 2019 finishes, I get excited about Christmas in 2020. So what I just keep saying to myself is like, I'm excited about like getting a haircut when all of this is done, but that doesn't mean I'm not living my life in today. Like I can be counting down to like in one month or two months or three months, whenever this ends and I get to get my hair cut, but I'm still like, what kind of fun can I find today? Like the both things can exist. You can be excited about when this is done and you can go back to your in-person like sure. fitness workouts at the gym and still find solutions today. It's not Absolutely. one or the other. Now with your at-home training programs and your clients, yes. is there any, um, is there any exercise? Cause I know that like, you know, we're, we're telling people like we're encouraging them. Yes, definitely do something at home. Do so whether it's you're following a program or you're doing something on your own. Are there any exercises in particular that you kind of always are like staple movements that you use with your clients that you recommend for our listeners to use as kind of like more bang for your buck kind of thing, things that are really simplistic and that they can just like implant on a daily basis? And is there anything that you try to avoid so that you're not making it overly complicated or complex or... Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on you know, your fitness IQ, fitness knowledge before you came into this pandemic. Sure. So I think like everything that exists on a continuum, if you're used to going to CrossFit and you know, all these like really complex moves, like, you know, set up a big, you know, set up a gym in your, in your living room that, that uh, mimics that. But you know, whereas if you've never really worked out before and you're starting during this mm -hmm. pandemic, then maybe it's like you just put on some music and dance around your living room. Um, so like everything, it exists on a continuum. But as a general rule, I think that multi-joint exercises that work a lot of different muscle groups at the same time that are very functional are really important. So things like squats are key. Um, anything, because a lot of us are working really hard at our desks and rounded over. So anything that works your upper back is really key. So, you know, even if you had to do uh, three motions a day, something like a squat, something like a plank for your core, and then something like a, a row for your upper back, even just with a resistance band, I think is key. Mm -hmm. um, and then just trying to get in your steps whenever you can, right? So, and that could be, as I said, like dancing is great because you could say, I say to my clients, you set an alarm that goes off once an hour or once every two hours or whatever is realistic for you. And when the alarm goes off, you play a piece of music, you do some stretches, you dance around, you know, you move around your house. And then that way, at least you get some steps throughout your day. Because the mm -hmm. part of the problem with all this is that like a lot of us are being quite good about our quote unquote exercise, but we've lost our lifestyle fitness, right? Like, so 
in, totally. in real life, you the might, meat, you might like go to the gym. Exactly. The exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so in real life, you might go to the gym four days a week. Um, but then you might walk to work. Maybe you go get lunch on your lunch break. Um, like there's all, there's all these little things, even going to Loblaws gets you steps. And mm-hmm. so if you're ordering food online and you're not really leaving your house, you've lost those. So part of what you have to incorporate is not just the actual exercise bouts of like my online Pilates class um, or my HIIT workout, but like, how can you get the steps? Like, how can you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to purposely forget my laundry upstairs or my cell phone. (laughs) So I have to run up and down the stairs, right? Or how can I play hide and seek with my kids? Or how can I even play like an active video game with my kids, right? Like there's those, that kind of thing, like a dance video like game. The Wii Fit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, or um, co- like pace on your conference calls or, you know, depending on where you're living, like if it's safe, go out for a walk outside on a conference call, you know? So oh, like, I, that's all I do. I call them my walk and talks. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. So that's a way to get in that like lifestyle motion. Um, even just if you're cooking, like do some calf raises or, you know, do some stretches or say like, yeah, I'm going to watch Netflix at night, but I'm going to do, you know, 20 minutes of stretching while I do, while, while I'm watching Netflix or whatever it is, but just being aware, like, I think it really comes down to intentional choices um, and awareness of what you're doing, right? So awareness of how you're spending your day um, and, and then figuring out what are the key things you want to work in. So. And then how do you work with your clients right now with the whole nutritional aspect? Because I know that from conversations that I've had with a lot of our clients and a lot of our students with the Fitness Academy is that they're really struggling with snacking all day because a lot of them are not used to being home on a regular basis. Like they're used to being like at the office say. And so then they have like a routine and now that that routine is off, they're kind of like, Oh, I'm home. And they're just like Mm -hmm. hitting up snacks constantly or the whole wine o'clock scenario. And that's like moving up. (laughs) And it's like happening on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I have a bunch of stuff to say to this. I think again, it circles back to what we started with. It's finding this balance of knowing that, yes, we are in a crazy time and giving yourself the self-care that you need um, and the compassion, but also knowing that often it's easy to self-sabotage and use like, I'm in a crazy time as a, as a, as a letting yourself off the hook. Right. And if you know that like you're sad, there are many ways um, to treat yourself to self-care that's not food. So maybe you say, okay, I, I'm going to honor the emotion of that I'm sad or I'm anxious or I'm stressed, but what would actually do my body better would be to have a bath or to phone a friend. or So honor the fact that we're all being going through this crazy mess um, and know that you'll probably mess up a couple more times than you normally do. I know that I have for sure. And I know that I am much more tired than I normally am. Like it's just all very stressful. But I also know that when you're tired, you could eat or you could go to bed or you could have a bath or you could meditate. Like there's, there's, listen, every emotions need to be honored, but just because you have an emotion doesn't mean you have to eat. Right. As in like, just because you have the thought of like, Oh, I I want, I have a craving and emotions like thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not acts. And so we often, we have an emotion. And if we're used to eating when we're stressed or eating when we're sad, then it's like we think like, oh, automatically, if I feel sad or anxious or whatever, I have, I feel uncomfortable, then it's like, well, then I eat. But it's, you can feel that discomfort and you can sort of say to yourself, okay, what would actually serve me in this moment? And oh, right. Eating a pound of, you know, chocolate cake would actually really not serve me. So it's a matter of degrees. Like you can say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to allow myself a little, half an extra glass of wine maybe that works for you. Maybe you say chocolate three days a week or maybe, right. But you can, 
you have to talk to yourself a little bit and, and negotiate and sort of say like, what is it that I really need? What am I going to feel proud of later on? Um, and what is this, what am I'm not going to feel proud of? Um, and I think to your point about being home and snacking. So there's sort of two key things about this. I think that, again, this pandemic amplifies some, a truth that is, that is there, which is health is always going to be a struggle. And there's always going to be a reason that you can say, well, I'm overeating. I'm overeating because I had this social networking event. I over, I'm overeating because I had, you know, my birthday party over. And so it's not about any judgment on my part of your choices, but it is about saying, um, you can use this opportunity. Like in some ways, it's actually easier right now not to overeat, right? You're not going to big social gatherings. You're not going to restaurants. You're not having to network at work. And if you don't order the food into your house, it's not in your house and you're not going out. So what I would say is if you do not want you or somebody you love to eat the food, don't bring it into your house, right? So that would be a really good system to make sure that your future self doesn't snack. Like just don't bring it in the house, Yeah. right? Or as soon as you bring it in the house, when you're washing all your food and make sure everything's safe, you package it into portions. So at least when you have it, it'll be portioned. Or or you say to yourself, you know, I'm feeling like I'm eating too much, so I'm going to have a close the kitchen window between breakfast and lunch and between, like I'm only going to eat three meals. And you just, it's a non-negotiable, not snacking. Or, um, or you say, I'm going to do some type of like intermittent fasting where I only eat between like an 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Like that's what I do. After 8 p.m., the kitchen's closed. Like it's just a non-negotiable. I don't eat anything good after 8 o'clock. So I don't <laughs> want that thought in my brain of like, should I or shouldn't I? Right. Um, but it's creating systems that work for you. And the, I think a key thing to understand is that our lives have gone crazy and your habits and your lifestyle are changed no matter what. So the question becomes, are you going to create your new habits by default or design? And most of us create these new habits by default, right? And like habits, your habits are changing no matter what. So in some ways, this is kind of a really cool opportunity to create new habits because you you can't get away from that. There are going to be no habits. So is it going to be the new habits of constantly snacking? Or is it going to be the new habit of saying like, nope, I don't eat between breakfast and lunch. Or no, I'm, no, I'm not bringing any processed foods into the house. Or whatever the new habit is, you have an option right now to say, I'm going to design the isolation world that I want to be in. I'm going to, right? Um, so that in some ways is, is a very powerful thing. And with the world being so crazy on the outside, this is kind of a cool opportunity to say, you know, I'm going to control what I can control because the more I do that, the more powerful I'm going to feel. And the more powerful I feel, the less overwhelmed and anxious and stressed. And it's sort of a pot could become a very positive cycle um, where, you know, you control the healthy food that's going into you. And then that makes you um, have more clarity. It helps you get better sleep. It helps you be better with your like significant other or your kids. It helps you make better choices at work. You have more concentration. Um, Sure. Or you could go the other way, right? So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a crappy situation, but it's an opportunity. And again, like if you're listening to this and it's no longer a pandemic, these things are things that we always have to negotiate. Like this is never going to go away, that, right? Like health is always a struggle. And, it, and that, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that like that is what life is. And being healthy is about understanding that there is never the perfect day to be healthy. There's never the perfect week to be healthy. And this is a particularly hard time to be healthy, but it's always possible. 
possible. And you just have to decide to have that intentionality and the awareness of what works for you. What systems do I have to create? Um, and knowing that a thought is not a fact, like a thought is not an act. Like you can think, oh, I really want that snack. But guess what? If it's not in the house, you can't have it. And, <laughs> and also you can have, and you can have the thought and not act on the thought, right? Like you just sure. have to figure that, figure that out. Now, and I mean, figure out other things to give yourself, like the bath, more healthy option. Yeah. Completely agree with you on that. What do you think though, in terms of like, cause I know for me, one of my things is I have, I have a lot of, um, I've done a lot of work obviously. And I have a lot of self-awareness around my decision-making and my triggers and my emotional connections mm-hmm. to certain foods and things like that, because I've done the work and I've spent a lot of time now for anyone who is kind of taking a step back and going like, okay, having that conversation with themselves being like, okay, I really want to have this chocolate. And when they recognize that they want to have it, not because for any reason other than the fact that they're just bored or they realize, and they actually recognize that they take that moment to recognize that's awesome. that's the, the reason. That's a massive first step, right? Like yeah, that right when there you can do that, huge. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. and I, I appreciate that I'm able to do that now because I wasn't able to do that before, but now I can actually see the connections. But when you, when you're able to do that and you make a decision, I actually make, it becomes a conscious decision, whether I have right. the chocolate or I don't have the chocolate. And I find that to be such a powerful thing for me because totally. then it allows for me to say, okay, you know what? No, I'm, I only want this because I miss my mom and you know, I'm just going to call that right versus versus eating the chocolate. And then it takes away that feeling. So do you feel like if people can get into that place of taking that step back and seeing things from more of like a bird's eye view of like, okay, why do I actually want and having that totally conversation? it gives them more power and it gives them the ability to make those. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think there's, there's sort of three things that I would say. So first I would say, um, have a strategy for when you step back and you're thinking like, Oh, should I, should I not? So as you said, you could phone your mom. Um, but the, I call it the, the 30 minute rule. So I, I work very well if I say to myself, listen, it's not that you can't do X, but it's that I want you to just delay that gratification by doing something else because you probably don't need the food. But if in 30 minutes you still want it, then maybe you can, you can re-ask um, the question. And nor- but So get yourself involved in something else. So call your friend, have a bath, start a puzzle with your family, like just re- click the button to something else. Um, like a normally, reset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reset, yeah. go for a walk um, and change the, change the inputs that are coming into your body. So it could be as something as simple as, um, you know, like it could be doing chores. It could be knitting, like whatever it is, um, reset. So one of the things that Tony Robbins likes to say is the three S rule. So state um, story strategy. So basically you have to change your state first. So going for a walk, playing a puzzle with your, uh, your family, any of that stuff changes the inputs that are going into your body. So physiologically, you're going to just feel different. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you physiologically feel different, um, then your story is different, right? So as opposed to you're feeling like lethargic and sad and you're thinking, Oh, I'm really sad. I, I need a cookie you change, you feel better, you go for a walk, right? And then your story of like, oh, I don't feel like depressed and sad. What I feel is like, I'm, I'm a survivor. I can survive this. I can do this. Okay. So what's, then your strategy changes. So in the first position, in the first example, you feel kind of crappy. You feel like the world is suffocating you. So then the, the strategy is to do something like eating, like going down the binge of eating bad food. Whereas if you go for a walk, you feel strong. Then your story is like, Oh, I'm a strong survivor. Then the strategy might be, I'm going to 
lift some weights right now, or I'm going to make sure that I create more time in my schedule for workouts, or I'm going to go have a great conversation with my, my partner right now. So that's key is before you create the strategy of eating, like get that pattern interrupt, step away, as you said, that more bird's eye view, <laughs> but you can't just think your way differently. Like you have to do something different to change the input and then your physiological state is different and then you will create automatically a different strategy. So that's the first thing. Um, just creating that pause in whatever way possible. The second thing is, is to understand that this is a freaking process and it is a lifelong process yeah. and it doesn't change overnight. Like I have been at this, I've been in therapy for 20 years and I still fall off my horse and I still make choices that I'm not proud of. But the difference is, is that when I fall, I fall a little bit uh, softer and I course correct faster and I learn from the experience. So, you know, if you decide that you're going to be more intentional about your eating, like this is not, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, you know, the perfect intentional eater. Uh, <laughs> What's going to happen is you're just going to learn to be more and more aware of when you make choices that, that doesn't make your future self feel good. And then you can learn from that. So you can be like, oh, interesting. This is data. Like what would have been a better choice for me to make? And what are the systems that I can set up so that my future self makes those better choices? Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm constantly eating at three o'clock in the afternoon, instead of berating myself for that three o'clock afternoon snack, it's like, okay, so how could I have made a better choice? Like maybe I didn't have a healthy enough lunch, right? So if I didn't have enough protein and fat at lunch, that's why I was craving that sugary three o'clock snack. Definitely. But maybe you wanted a snack because you had been sitting on the computer for like six hours and you were <laughs> freaking like sick of the computer. So maybe the solution would be to go for a walk or as I keep using dancing as an example, but that's just because it creates so much joy and it changes that physiological state so quickly. Um, but like, so have something else you can do. So know that, that you can honor that emotion. Like my example is I've been really, really struggling with, um, sleeping in during this pandemic. Like I just, it's been hard for me to wake up. And at first I was so angry with myself. Um, and then I was like, no, wait a second. This is an emotion. This is telling me something. This is telling me that my unconscious is actually much more kind of scared and anxious about the world. You know, so it's like, I don't want to wake up because what, what will the world bring? So right. it sounds like a weird comparison that to eating, but it's the same thing. Like, as opposed to getting angry at your eating choices, say like, what can this tell me? Like, what can I learn? Mm -hmm. um, and then the third thing is just, oh, what was the third thing? Oh, journaling. Journaling is a great <laughs> way to become aware of this, right? In any way, so you could journal your, um, journal your thoughts around food and eating and journal whether like when you eat food and you don't feel like you feel too full like journal like what was the emotion that brought me to that like could have I made a better choice um, and the act of journaling in itself just create makes you much more aware of both your positive and your negative choices so if you journal one of my favorite ones I use with my clients is this reproduce versus eliminate journal so at the end of the day I get them to write down three things that they want to reproduce like the three things that they're very proud of that they did that things that made them feel um, empowered and energized um, and how can they reproduce those like what are the systems that they can put in place so that actually happens um, you know do they have to talk to their husband about childcare so that they can work out if the workout made them feel really good right or do they have yeah. to work out with their kid or whatever that system is and then three things that they don't really want to reproduce that they want to eliminate and how can they do that um, so yeah I'm a big fan of journaling and lots of different variations there's so many different ways to journal um, so so yeah, it's, a, it's a great method of just creating the awareness so then you can create the intention I love that I love all of that <laughs> I always enjoy it I was like no. that was like verbal diarrhea sorry about that no <laughs> don't apologize it's amazing because I mean it's just you know it's really just helpful just being able to hear all of the different strategies because there's a lot of times that people will just say like well just just don't do it 
you know, and they just they yeah. try to make things really simple, but it's really creating habits. Like I said, oh my like God, I, I have, no, like I have simple. this, I have this awareness because I have done the work over years totally, yeah. and years and years of digging deeper and educating myself uh, on fitness and nutrition sure. and wellness yeah. that it's become a tool that I have. But again, like you said, it's not perfect. There are yeah, days no, that I, I don't take the awareness. Yeah, yeah. I, I choose to totally. not go the awareness route totally. and instead just go yeah, with the totally. like binge route. So it's like, totally. it, you know, everyone's human, but I just think having these strategies in place and having these ideas of different strategies is really what's going to help people actually kind of yeah. break through those different patterns potentially and have yeah. a bit of a pattern disrupt, which is what I think. I, I think the pattern disrupt is huge. And I think, you know, earlier I just sort of said, it's not, it's not simple, but it's like, it is simple. It's just not easy, I guess is what it is. It's, it takes consistency and awareness and it does, it is a growth process. And yeah. I, and I think it, the growth is the key, right? Like I, we've talked about this before. I'm a huge fan of Carol Dweck and, and growth mindset and mm-hmm. understanding the word yet. So it's like, I'm not good at this yet. Right. So yeah. you, you, none of us are good at things that we haven't practiced. Like you don't wake up one day and know how to play the piano. You practice playing the piano. And I think a lot of times with health, we feel like we should be good at things very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell my clients, like they have to earn the right to be good at stuff. Like you have to practice to be good at stuff. And most of us don't with health. We sort of think like, oh, well, as soon as I decided to be healthy, I should have been healthy yesterday. And it's like, well, no, these are, these are skills like anything else. Yeah. Um, and it's a fun progress to learn. Like it's, you know, got to lean in and opt in and, and sort of enjoy the road. But it is, they are skills and any skill takes practice and any skill requires the working through the grades of it, right? So I will often say to a client, like you, you have to work through the grades of fitness. Like if you are, I, you know, I like, let's say I'm in like a master's level, but that's taken 20 years. And if you're just starting, like maybe you're grade one and you have to ace grade one before you go to grade two, before you go to grade three. So, and it goes with everything, right? Like it's, if you're trying to do really complicated, like crazy dead, single leg deadlift moves or whatever, and you haven't mastered a, a two feet on the floor deadlift, right? Like you have to do that first, move through the grades of everything um, and, and earn the right to do those more complicated moves, earn the right to have all of the skills that you want to have it's it's a it's it, you're mastering this this sort of the skill set help needed for health i love that now how can people who are listening right now that are interested in working with you and getting through those grades maybe <laughs> how can they find out more information um i know that we were talking offline before and you were telling me that you've just started this brand new small group um coaching program so how can they learn more about that and oh, potentially so- look into that with you yeah. So my website is kathleentrotter.com. And um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about the group coaching. So I, because one-on-one with clients, I'm full I, and I, so I can't take on any new more one-on-one clients, but I love working with people and I love, so it's a very cool thing. So it's five weeks and we use my two texts, my two books, uh, Finding Your Fit and Your Fittest Future Self as textbooks for the course. So when you sign mm-hmm. up for the course, you get sent those two books in the mail and it's group coaching. So it's not, you're not signing on and doing fitness with me. We're not doing lunges and squats and all that stuff. This is establishing the skill set to connect the dots between wanting and doing. It's understanding that most of the time with fitness, we make goals, not wishes. So, sorry, we make wishes, not goals. So True. somebody will say, like, <laughs> I want to be fit on Monday, but they won't create the systems needed to actually become fit on Monday. Mm-hmm. They don't make concrete goals. Um, they don't try to figure out like, how are they going to work fit, work the exercise into their life? Like, do they need to get childcare? Do they need to, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and they don't 
take the time to develop the growth mindset of, you know, if I fall off my horse, how do I course correct really quickly? So the five weeks is a combination of um, sort of a mini lecture on, so it's on Zoom. And each week I do a talk about anything from one week, we look at like how to create a workout mix. So, you know, all the different cardio and, and strength that you should be doing. One week we do a nutrition mix. We look at different uh, diets from everything from like Weight Watchers to keto to paleo, look at the pros and cons of each. One week we look at sort of sleep, importance of sleep and nutrition and the difference between like sort of sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so there's a combo of um, a little lecture. I answer questions. I interact with the group. And then each week we finish off with everybody states their goal for the week. And the goal can be, I want to sleep more. Uh, the goal could be, I want to exercise more. I want to drink more water. So everybody has such uh, diverse goals, which is partly right. what's kind of cool about it. Um, and then when we come back the next week, you sort of say like, did you do it? If you didn't, if you did it, that's great. We added a new goal. If you didn't, we growth mindset the issue. Like what was the, what were the problems? How can we create better systems? So it's a very cool thing. And you end the five Five weeks, um, hopefully accomplishing your goals, and if not, learning how you got in your own way, um, and you get uh, as much email correspondence with me as you want. So it's a very, it's a great way to get access to my kind of twenty years of experience for you know a good price, and um, you get a community as well. Like everybody becomes really great friends through the well, like online friends, you know, fitness friends um, through the five weeks, and <laughs> it's just really fun. Totally. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's a tribe. community, and yeah. you can yeah, and you can yeah, exactly. It's tribe, and you can you know email me questions throughout the week, and I send out podcasts to my the group and it's a very it's really really fun I, I can't tell you how much I love it and it's you know anywhere between sort of eight and I cut it off at 12 people so mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it's great I really really love it so it's five That's weeks awesome. and I do one course about every eight weeks perfect that's great and yeah. for anyone listening who is interested I'll make sure that the link if you would like to check out more information about it is going to be posted with this post um, along with the blog post so you can check it out there at projectacademy.com so that you can read more and Yay. connect with Kathleen directly Kathleen thank you so much for your time I love chatting oh, with you so as always you know? you're, you're awesome yeah yeah it's so much fun it's I love so just, great yeah. <laughs> so many things to say I feel like we could talk for like five more hours I know I know <laughs> um, but we will we'll chat again of course I always love Absolutely. having you on as a guest um, but in the meantime please you know I wish you well I wish you great success you as well doing. Absolutely. of course with your clients and stay safe in this crazy yes, environment yes everybody out there stay safe for yes. sure and stay <laughs> joyful find something every day that will put a little smile on your face definitely <laughs> alright everyone thank you so much for listening and of course again you can go to fitchicksacademy.com to find out the links um, to connect with Kathleen as well as find out more about our upcoming certifications bye everyone Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.